Welcome to this week's episode of The Popular Vote. It is Sunday, March 22nd, 2020. I am here with my wonderful co-host and moderator. Hey, James. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? I am doing great. Doing awesome. Good, good. I'm glad. I know Illinois is on lockdown right now. Or is it just Chicago or is it all of Illinois? It's all of Illinois. I haven't left my house in five days. And honestly, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You're doing okay. I would imagine that, I mean, for me, I have been snacking up a storm. I am snacking in the USA, popcorn, ice cream, also binge watching, not just binge eating. Okay. I'm not just Carney Wilson. I'm also watching a lot of TV. <laughs> so what are you binge? What are you binging? The other day I, w- I binge watched the new Hillary documentary on mm-hmm. Hulu, which was funny, frustrating, exhausting, amazing, all at the same time. Highly recommend. Lots of uh, lots of uh, burns when it comes to Bernie. She's not a fan of Bernie. <laughs> um, and honestly, I kind of it was an emotional watch for me. I'm going to be honest. When Bill started talking about the Monica scandal and how that impacted Hillary, I got a little teary eyed. So that is something that I dedicated a lot of hours to this week. Not only in terms of watching, but really like processing everything that happened in the 2016 election. It was, uh, I recommend it. You've seen it, right? Yes, I uh, I will agree with everything you said, and I will add on that I absolutely. To me, what summed it up for me was the last episode's title, which was, I think, like, be our champion, now go away. Yeah. And to me, it's like, because if you think about Hillary's career, she has always been, when she's in office, like when she was senator from New York, extremely popular. But as soon as she flips to run for president, like in 08, her popularity tanks. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when she was secretary of state, incredibly popular, and then runs for president in 16, popularity tanks. And to me, it was it was hard to watch the it was hard to watch all the election night stuff just because like yeah. let's let's be honest, as a young liberal progressive Democrat, as we both are, election night twenty sixteen, not a great look for us. It was it was a rough night. It was rough. Honestly, for me it was a rough week. So <laughs> For me it's been a rough three years, quite honestly. <laughs> no, yeah, my, my favorite quote from Hillary. She was talking about how she has spent, you know, like hundreds of hours in hair and makeup, right? Mm -hmm. Before the debates, before her rallies, and uh, how much time she spent not only in hair and makeup, but choosing her outfits. And Mm -hmm. she goes, do you think anyone talked to Bernie Sanders about his goddamn shoes? Which I think was just, yeah, a great, a great summation of how unfair uh, that primary or that election was. Undoubtedly, and I think I think I think that a lot of those double standards still exist to this day for female candidates. If it's you know, um, I, I think every election cycle where we have women running, I think that that will hopefully become less of a factor. But I think you're absolutely right that that yeah. not, that in order to be a successful presidential candidate, you shouldn't have to consult Anna Wintour like Hillary did. <laughs> you know, I mean, we yes. love we love you, Anna. Let me be very yes. clear. I'm going to speak for you, Melissa. We love you. Anna. <laughs> But they should not all have to consult you. They should be able to just be themselves, express themselves, and do their thing. Yeah, because here you have Bernie who does not brush his hair, has never owned a comb in his entire life, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> And everyone loves him. Yeah. Right. So yeah, what else have you been uh, watching or binging? You know, I'm going to be honest. I'm, well, okay, so two things. One, I started watching, I haven't finished it yet, but I went on Amazon and I love a 
trashy made for TV miniseries about a pandemic from the 90s or early 2000s. There's one called Pandemic on Amazon Prime starring Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Are you familiar, Melissa? <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen it on Amazon. I feel like they're promoting it heavily, but I have not seen it. So I would love your recap. Um, I did watch first of the half the the first half of the first episode. Um, Faye Dunaway makes an appearance. It is absolute trash. Um, <laughs> but I highly recommend it because honestly, like who knows? Maybe that could happen. I mean, it's literally like people getting touched. And when I say touched, I don't mean that. It, like, I mean that literally getting touched and then like falling ill, dying, puking blood in like a matter of like minutes. It's kind of amazing. So if you like trashy sci-fi, I would recommend that. Yeah. Um, sounds like the the positive content we need right now to get through our current pandemic. You know what? I would call that change we can believe in. <laughs> what are you, do you have anything else you're watching right now? Um... Not really. I, I thought about trying to watch Game of Thrones. Mm. I've not seen it. And I know I'm a little late to the party just by a few months. Um, but honestly, I, I've seen a, a few episodes. And what I don't like about the show is that I get so uh, invested in a character and then that mm. character dies. And I just – it's putting me in an emotional state that I just don't care to be in right now. So I really need something more positive and uplifting to watch. Um, like you want, you want maybe, maybe something, not maybe Hallmark channel, but maybe like touched by an angel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would be a great series to binge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I definitely hear that. Yeah. The only other things I've watched are, I've watched a few like freebies on YouTube. Like you can watch Mahogany for free on YouTube. uh Lady Sings the Blues. You can watch basically any Diana Ross movie that was made prior to like 1980 something. You can pretty much find on YouTube. So that's, that's generally, that's my, um, premium economy um content for my my friends that are you know maybe 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 a budget queen Uh uh-huh um you know what i would consider truly must-see tv right now the white house briefings on coronavirus that that is something i have been tuning into every single day (laughs) undoubtedly Um, undoubtedly it is it's a mix of a total shit show and then you've got some like actually really smart intelligent people speaking that make you feel like okay we're gonna get through this together and i just want to dedicate a solid five ten minutes to dr debbie the fashion icon we need during these coronavirus times and we don't deserve let's let's we don't deserve her we don't deserve her we don't deserve her at all she is a legend of global health you know, she was um, a huge part of uh, fighting HIV, AIDS in the 80s, 90s, even in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is an incredibly intelligent woman, so dedicated to global health. But also, her outfits of the day is truly the main reason I tune into these uh, White House press briefings. The woman has an amazing wardrobe, she knows how to style a scarf. Right. Like, I think I'm going to start wearing a scarf over my shoulders because I have been so inspired by Dr. Debbie, quite frankly. You know what? I could not agree more. And she's an army vet. Yes. Yes. She is. I'm just going to say, to steal a phrase from RuPaul's Drag Race, Uh she is bringing it. Oh, absolutely. Bringing it. Absolutely. So she's reason number one I watch the briefings. Um, Partially to be a little educated, to know what's going on, but also for some fashion inspiration, if I'm being honest. And then we've got Dr. Fauci, who is just a precious gem of a man. He's the straight man, I feel like. I feel like he is the, he's the straight man, tell it like it is, 
no bullshit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was go. Trump was on the microphone, which God bless us all, was going on about the deep state at one point. I don't know if you. Yes, yes. He's like going on <laughs> and on and on about the deep state, and then and then like he like Tony Fauci like turns, starts like smiling and like kind of giggling, like throws his head down, like with his hand covering his face and they played the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song over it. And I was just like, oh dear Lord. Like that has got to be so frustrating for people like Ambassador um, uh, Burks and uh, and Dr. Tony Fauci to have to, who are like incredibly intelligent, incredibly accomplished, like could retire tomorrow and would probably still be eligible for a Nobel Peace Prize or, you know, some other esteemed honor. And then have to deal with, you know, you know, Trump and Pence. Oh, yeah. And you know, someone is truly experiencing a lot of secondhand embarrassment if somebody who knows a lot about infection prevention and global health is literally touching his face (laughs) after being around people that have been exposed to people with coronavirus. Uh, Yeah, I, I love Dr. Fauci. He's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, so absolutely, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, you are on you are on the nice list. Like you are definitely getting something for Christmas this year. We'll just say that. You're on my Christmas card list. But I just wanna you have you have shown a light on the amazing people in our government. I just wanna let you know who else is like in the sitch room during these conversations about coronavirus, because there's some real garbage human beings that I want to call out. Yeah, let's um, hear it. And they almost all have an Indiana tie too, which that tells you everything you need to know about Indiana. First is Seema Burma, who you probably never heard of. I mean, I had never really heard of her before the last year. She is in charge of, I think it's Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. I think it's Center for CMS is what the acronym is. But anyways, before she became CMS, she was basically a healthcare consultant who was setting up this sounds incredibly boring, but it's incredibly important. Setting up state Medicaid plans, so healthcare, public health care plans for poor people in a variety of states to include Indiana, I think Kentucky, Michigan, a couple others. And basically her whole thing as a consultant was how can we get poor people to have these like dollar copays, $5 premium charges so that if they miss these charges, they can get knocked off the rolls and not have health insurance. So, mm-hmm. wow. And, and made her millions and now lives in Carmel, which is a like... I don't want to say ritzy because it's not really that ritzy, but it's like a nice suburb of Indy. It's like, congratulations. Like that's how you made your money is figuring out how to screw over poor people who work at McDonald's. Like, congratulations. You're a real dumpster human being. Yeah. And then I I also want to call out the fact that you have Alex Azar, who's like a former like pharmaceutical CEO is health and human services, who again, made money like, you know, like raising the prices of drugs. And then you have the Surgeon General, who is, I think, if you've seen any interviews with Dr. Jerome Adams, human waste bin, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) I mean, I'm really going hard today, but I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, has said that Trump is healthier than him. Again, this is the US Surgeon General, said that Trump is healthier than him. A very obese man is, and and Dr. Jerome Adams is like fit, in shape, like looks pretty youthful, like I think is in his like mid 40s very healthy. He said, oh yeah, Trump's healthier than me. Like, girl, no. No. So, you know, and it's like, it's like, you know, when I think back to Surgeon Generals, we had, you know, in the past, it's like, you know, you had these titans like Jocelyn Elders who said that masturbation should be taught. I mean, very sex positive, incredible, love her (laughs) and some other fun people. But it's like, Dr. Jerome Adams trash. Anyways, that's my rant. I just had to rant about the trash. We love you, Ambassador Burks. And we love you, Dr. Tony Fauci. If I could take their yearbook and write, never change, I would do it right now. (laughs) What do you think about Pence 
in all of this? How would you rate Pence? I mean, considering the fact that his track record on public health prior to this was overseeing the largest like AIDS outbreak, or let me let me rephrase that HIV outbreak. I'm sorry, there's a difference. Largest like HIV break outbreak. <laughs> to the point where rural Scott County apparently for a period of time had the same HIV infection rate as sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's like, it is what it is. We'll get through this, I guess, I hope, or we won't either way. Like we'll come out the other end. <laughs> My, um, I love, uh, Dr. Debbie and Dr. Fauci and those, uh, white house press briefings, but I also love Pence because he gets up to the microphone after Trump speaks and then spends like two minutes telling Trump how awesome he is, <sighs> right? Like President Trump's doing an amazing job. He is making all the right decisions. We have millions of masks that are currently available. And it's like, I just really wonder what the dynamic is between the two of them off camera because Pence spends all of his time just kissing his ass. And I, I, I would love to see like a behind the scenes look at what that relationship is really like. I can only imagine. I can only fucking imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yikes. Well, so anyway, so if you haven't been watching, you need to start watching, correct? And when yes. do you, when, just, just for, the, for the people, for the children, like when do they typically air during the day if you can catch them live? Um, I think they're three, uh, two o'clock or three o'clock. Three o'clock. I, I think three o'clock is when Illinois' uh, governor and Chicago's mayor has been um, doing their briefings, uh, and Trump's is before that. Okay. And you know what? Shout out to Lori Lightfoot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, I'm going to take a step back and say, I think this is probably a very stressful time for every single public official, right? So I would I agree. Have a, I have a little sympathy. I'm going to have a little bit of grace with some of these people. Some really tough decisions need to be made, and they're decisions that have never been made before. So I'm not going to hate on Lightfoot or Pritzker too hard, but uh, yeah, it's it's been an interesting couple weeks for sure. But I agree. there's something up. I agree. And I think, I think a big reason why I'm willing to cut, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, I feel like federal leadership on this has been missing to the point where I read, and this is just a headline I, I read, is that apparently states are competing for masks because the federal oh, government sure. should have come in, bought them all up, dispersed them to the yeah. states. But now states are overpaying for all these masks because they're in a bidding war with each other. So it's just, it's a lack of federal leadership. And I don't know if you caught this either, but you know, there are some Republican US senators that sold a bunch of stock and like, um, sold a bunch of stock, like literally like back in like, yeah. January and February after yeah. like classified White House briefings on coronavirus. I just want to say you're also a dumpster person and you're in my hall mm -hmm. of shame. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. But thank God for governors because they're really making some tough decisions and mm -hmm. uh, doing what's necessary. Um, I saw that there were quite a few governors, quite a few officials that asked the public to actually start sewing face masks because hospitals cannot get their hands on enough. And so uh, like my mom, Nanette, we love Nanette. Team, Na Nanette. Team Nanette. If I could wear a shirt that said Team Nanette, I would. Shout out to you. Love you. I think Nanette's going to get out her sewing machine and start sewing some masks and really, you know, help 
are treasured healthcare workers in this time of need. So go to go Nanette. Go Nanette. And if I may make a recommendation, I think it would be amazing to look at the scarves that Dr. Burks wears <gasps> and pattern oh my gosh. off the scarf. Oh my gosh. That's, there's, there's a market that's for that. an idea. That's an amazing idea. Honey, take I, it to Shark Tank. <laughs> but you know what? You know, uh, Barbara Corcoran will still be out immediately because you know that she <laughs> never makes an investment. You know, she'll be, a, she'll be like, it's a great idea, but I'm out. So anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm ready. Um, but you know what? Let's pivot. Let's talk about hope. Let's talk about the um, Democratic primary because oh. there were some moves this week. There were some moves this week, some very uh, important uh, newsworthy moves. Um, I'm thinking of Tulsi. Are you thinking of Tulsi? Oh, I'm I'm always thinking of Tulsi. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard to me is um, is the candidate that is a one woman. I'm just going to say it: hot mess express. And you know what? She she is she may be gone out of this primary, but she's not gone out of my heart. That's for sure. And not gone out of my memory. And um, she had some amazing debate moments where she played villain basically on stage. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I'm certainly going to miss her in this primary. I feel like her her presence was um, quite strong. Um, I know on Super Tuesday, she racked up like 10,000 votes. Who are and, these people? Right. Who are these people and how do I get their contact information? Because I have a lot of questions to ask them. You know what? I do too. Um, yeah, I like what I I'm having like a brain, like it's not a brain fart, it's like a brain like meltdown, like a microwaved brain, because I don't even know if I could I don't even know. I will say this though, I was shocked that she endorsed Joe Biden. Um, I mean, it's I don't think she would have endorsed Bernie. No one's endorsing Bernie. But she but she endorsed Bernie in 16. Mm. But but I, I think you're right in the sense that like it's definitely I think sorry, it's definitely kind of over I think for Bernie at this point. And it I think is. he knows it. He knows it. But he has such a strong base and so I think he has to be careful in his next steps because you know, if he doesn't play his cards right, I think his base can just get very frustrated and just completely opt out of voting. You know, they might just get so disenfranchised with uh, the DNC, uh, the primary process. So I think I think he's just kind of holding out a little bit before he makes any big moves. I agree. I think that the 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 Bernie fandom as I'll call them, I'm not going to call them Bernie bros, because I think that's a disparaging comment, but the Bernie, I mean, that's just, I'm, you know, I'm an equal, I'm trying to be nice to everyone. I think that he, um, I think that he has to tread very lightly because I think that a lot of people who support Bernie can generally be very conspiracy prone. Some of them, not all, but I think a, a good chunk of them can be very conspiracy prone because they're, I'm not going to go any further, but I think they can be conspiracy thrown, conspiracy prone. So I think he has to tread very lightly in how he gets out. And yeah. I wouldn't shock me if he kind of like, kind of campaigns through the end, but basically mm -hmm. it's over, if that makes yeah. sense. So yeah. And um, where in the world is Joe Biden? Um, <laughs> apparently, no, I heard this. Um, apparently he's going to start doing like shadow coronavirus, like daily update briefs. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Like basically saying like, well, if I was in charge, this is what I would be doing, which like, okay, like you have to do something to stay relevant. So like, okay. Um, 
but yeah, I don't, I don't know where he is. Delaware? Maybe he's on Amtrak, you know, Amtrak Joe. Maybe he's just like riding up and down the Acela corridor. I, I don't know. Like, where could he be? I mean, because uh, Bernie is still, he's still on the YouTubes having heart to hearts by the fire. And Joe has just been MIA. Maybe he's maybe he's been trying to figure out how to FaceTime for the last week. And that's just why we haven't seen him. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that would not shock me. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Can we, and I'm just going to say it, can we actually just take Joe Biden off the ballot and replace Joe Biden with Dr. Jill Biden? Because I think that, <laughs> again, to, to say it again, change we can all believe in. Uh, I love Dr. Jill. She is... An amazing woman. Yeah, you know, if she can, if we, if I could watch her um, take down protesters more often, I feel like that would energize <laughs> me. And honestly, again, I'm going to steal another line from someone to steal from Melania Trump. Be best. <laughs> take down a take down a protester. So, with that, do you have any other? Um, I guess kind of wrapping up the episode. Do you have any? Big shout outs, anything you've really enjoyed this past week, anyone that you would, I mean, obviously Ambassador Brooks, et cetera, everything we've talked about um, on today's pod, but any, any, anyone else that you think really deserves a special, you know, maybe shout out or like hall of shame moment, anything? Um, gosh, that's a great question. I mean, Dr. Burks for sure is by special shout out of the week. I have another special shout out and this one, this one's a little personal. It's to, uh, my sister-in-law, Dana, who's an ER doctor in Seattle. Oh, we uh, love that. Truly on the front lines of this crisis. And she is always such a cool cucumber. Mm -hmm. um, even in the midst of this hot mess. So I just want to give a special shout out to her. And I have a lot of other friends in uh, the healthcare industry who are uh, also on the front lines. And, uh, you know, I cannot say how much I appreciate everything they do. So there, there are my special shout outs. What about you? Um, I am also going to ditto healthcare workers because I, you know, plagiarism, all about it. <laughs> But I'm also going to um, give a total shout out to all of the grocery workers, all of the public workers, but yes. grocery workers, especially Target, Meyer, Kroger, um, Julasco, <laughs> you know, all about it, because that cannot be easy. If I, yeah. you know, if they got a report card right now, I would say pleasure to have in class, you know, on all of them, <laughs> because we need them. And honestly, those people are very low wage workers. Um and they deserve better. And those are people who are probably going to get infected with the virus. Oh, in yeah. Honesty. Yeah. Um, I have one other shout out that I want to add in. The New York Health Department for putting out a uh, guide of how to have safe sex during coronavirus. Oh, my God. Uh, love that. And to summarize it, for those who haven't seen it, uh, basically – or not basically, literally, they say the safest sex partner is yourself. And then there's just multiple pages, <laughs> uh, you know, just like tips and tricks for, you know, just hanging out with yourself. And they also recommend, you know, uh, it's either yourself or a roommate, someone you already live with. Uh, so I, I just really enjoyed they put out something that was very direct and honest and sex positive um, for you know people to see, because I think that as people get increasingly lonely, lonely from quarantine, you know, you want to make sure that they're still uh, staying safe and taking the necessary precautions. So good on the New York Health Department for putting that out there in the world. Absolutely. I could not agree more because I honestly do think that what the world needs now 
is love. Could be self-love, but it needs it nonetheless. So I agree. With, with that, we'll go ahead, I guess, and wrap up today's episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. So again, I'm James. Goodbye. And see you next week. Yes, absolutely. See you next week. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.